0: 30 years is a long time, um, and God has been good, and we are very fortunate that um, we've been able to see God work in powerful ways, and today we celebrate 30 years. Of, of God working. Uh, I'm Mike Bailey. I'm the current pastor. There's only been three pastors here at Gaten, which is really in a miracle in itself, and uh, we're very blessed that God has um, put such amazing people here to support us as pastors here at Gaten, and I'm very thankful for that. If you were here 30 years ago when we were in Gaten Elementary School, if you could just raise your hand. All right. Look around if you can see. Let's thank those people. If they weren't there... We would not be here. This whole month we 've been talking about being for short Pump and that for some reason God chose this place to put a certain group of people to make an impact for his name and and we're excited about where God has brought us. We do have over here a card you can sign. we want to thank Derbyshire. Uh, they were part of the birthing of our church, and we don 't want to forget their part that they played in that and so on your way out, if you just take a moment just to write a thank you card to them and we want to look to the future, where are we going where's God leading us and I, I would encourage you to take that card we're going collect them in the offering later on in the service um, and just write down what is God placing on your heart because what you're going to hear from me this morning is we want to listen to God as a church we believe he brought us 30 years to this point where is he leading us where is he taking us the next 30 years and so um, even as I'm speaking go ahead and you know write down if God lays something on your heart um, and we will collect those in the offering later in the service When I was working on this message a um, month and a half ago, two months ago, I had no idea what my life would be like right now. I had no idea what this week would be like. Um, I really, it's, it's been a surprise to me. Um, and the, the point I had, I was going to ask you, is what's next? What is next for us as a church? What is next for you as an individual? Um, what is the next thing that you, you sense in your life is, is God leading you somewhere? Is God leading us somewhere? Um, but I didn't know what was next for me this week. Whew. On October 7th, 1950, my mom was born. Her dad left. Whew. Um, Her dad left before she was born, so she had a very tough childhood. Um, When she was a young girl, a neighbor invited her to come to church and hear this message about a Jesus that loved her and died for her and that she could live for him. Um, And about 12 years old, she gave her heart to Jesus, and she lived for Jesus. She was a disciple of Jesus. She prayed. She, She would seek Jesus all the days of her life. And um, she met my dad in San Diego in college. They got married before they were 20, and um, they were committed to go and do whatever God wanted them to do. Whatever he had next for them, they would do it. And they brought both of them to Manassas, Virginia, where my dad planted churches for most of my life. In Pennsylvania, Vermont, and Virginia. My mom had four sons. And she reflected Jesus every day that I lived in that house. Every day that I've known her, she reflected Jesus. And uh, I tell you all this because early this week she went in for surgery. I was told it wasn't a major surgery. And she came out and she was all right. And there were complications and my mom is with Jesus now. And I can tell you that the first thing I thought was, I'm, I'm gone. I'm going to go, and I'm not going to be here. You know, they can do this without me. It's no big deal. Um, I wanted to go. I called my dad. I called my brothers, and I, and I prayed, And I realized, I realized that what I'm speaking on this morning, that the next 30 years, wherever God's leading us, wherever he's leading you, it's to be his disciple. And one of the greatest disciples I've ever known in my life was my mom. And if I can encourage anyone in this room, I don't know who your story, I don't know where you are in your story, but she had a story and somebody invested in her. And because of that, she impacted my life, and she impacted the world, and if I can honor her this morning, that's my goal. (laughs) And I'm sorry, it's a birthday, and I I feel like I'm ruining it a little bit here. (laughs) I'm not sad. I am sad, because I don't know when I'm going to get to see my mom again. But I'm not sad because I know where she is. And I know she's waiting for me. And I know she's smiling. And actually, this is probably the first time she's heard me speak live in in a long time. So (laughs) it's pretty awesome when I think about it like that. Sorry. But I loved her. And she loved me. And it was more than I should ever have deserved. And... And, and if she was here, and she is in some way, I don't know how that works. She would say, if you don't know Jesus, you, you need to know Jesus. And if you don't know that you're loved and that even in these times, I, I just was thinking she would be like, Mike, you can't just be happy for Jesus when everything's happy. You can't be just on fire for Jesus when everything's rolling smoothly and it's all good and it's easy. It's these times when it's not easy that it matters most. And um, that's, that's what she would want you to know and me to know, and that's what Jesus wants us to know right now. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my kids would say, that we've never seen you cry before, Dad. Uh-huh. So my goal is to, to hold it together and to get through what I believe God has for us this morning. So let's go to him in prayer. <clears throat> Father, you are in control. There are no surprises for you. And I ask this morning that what's going on in heaven would go on in this room here on earth. I pray that you would give us the love we need, the encouragement, and also, Lord, the challenge and the brokenness we need to live for you. Amen. Lord, if there's anyone in this room that that, that feels lonely, they feel scared, they feel like life has just beaten them down, I pray that you would encourage them with your love and that they can give everything over to you and that you are a forgiving God, you're a loving God, and you desire this relationship. And I pray, Lord, that that's what you would do in our hearts, in our lives, that you would help us to look to you and that we would not focus in on the, the stuff that doesn't matter but focus in on the stuff that does. Lord, thank you for 30 years. Thank you for the lives that have been changed um, because the people have committed to worshiping and and declaring your name at this church and and all the churches, Lord, that that your name is lifted up. And Lord, help us not to forget that we're headed somewhere, that there's a next and and that the next um, can be with you eternally. And you've set that straight and you've won the victory. And I pray, Lord, that we would know that and that you would speak that into our lives. Lord, give us however much time you have for us individually or us as a church, that you would inspire us and challenge us to be on fire for you and to put you first in all that we do. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning we're going to be looking at Matthew. Uh, Matthew was a tax collector. Uh, he, this is an eyewitness account. He's telling us what Jesus said, the last words he said to them before he left. And this is kind of the vision. This is Gaten. This is church. Is um, What he tells them here is, this is your responsibility. This is what I'm giving you as a task um, for the rest of your existence is to do this. And so this. if you're new with us, if you're a guest, if you're visiting, uh, you get to see behind the curtain. This is what motivates us. This is why we do what we do. This is... Um, the, the, the cornerstone of church is what we've been called to do through Christ. Uh, we do this. And so in Matthew 28, starting in verse 18, it says, And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been, been given me in heaven and on earth. All authority. All authority has been given him on heaven, in heaven and on earth, meaning everything that happens, um, he is there with us, he has authority over it, and, and he can be trusted both in the physical and the spiritual. He has the authority over it. He is the authority. This morning, I don't know what's going on in your life, I don't know where you are, I don't know your story, but I do know that God knows it, and he is the authority He's the authority in every matter that we deal with every day. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And so what he's saying is, I'm the authority, you can trust me, faith is trust, you can trust me with your heart, you can trust me with your life, you can trust me with your family, you can trust me with your finances, you can trust me with every area of your life, and not only that, because of that, now I want you to go and tell everyone, therefore go and let everyone know, this is for every person on this planet, it is not in any way discriminatory. It is for every type of person that there is. He says, go therefore to all of the nations. Every single person. This is an invitation to every single one of us in this room. This was an invitation to my mom when she was younger. It was an invitation to me when I was 16. And that authority radically changed my life. And I believe it can radically change all of our lives. He says baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He wants us to declare our dependence on him. After the service, we're going to have some cake for you to celebrate the 30 years. And on the cake, there's going to be, um, I, think, I believe, three flowers. And they represent this idea that we have this this. This relationship with God the Father. And that this relationship with God the Father is the single most important relationship in my life. As I go through what I'm going through, as you go through what you're going through, my focus cannot become that. It must stay on the Lord. My upward focus to God. I cannot get distracted. You cannot get distracted. We cannot get distracted. That This upward relationship to the Father is the most important thing. It is the absolute most important thing. And so he says, uh, baptizing him in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father is this relationship of love, compassion. But also, he's a just and holy God and he desires us to be in relationship with him. So the Father is in relationship. I am dependent on the Father. I am dependent on the Son because the Son's grace, his forgiveness of the things that I mess up on, the things that I get wrong, allows me to have this beautiful relationship with the Father. And so when I'm baptized, it's the symbol of my need for the Father, my need for the Son, and then the guidance of the Holy Spirit. That every single day of my life, I am guided by the Spirit of God. He indwells me. He lives in me. And every morning I ask Him, God, what do you have for me today? How do I deal with this? How do I go through this? How do I manage this? How can I use this for you as a church? It's this up relationship with God. It's this beautiful, amazing thing we get to do when we sing. It's this beautiful, amazing thing we get to do when we pray. It's this beautiful, amazing thing we get to do in our everyday lives when we choose to focus our hearts on him. And then he calls us to to have inner relationships with others through Christ and, and through that we have an outward relationship into the world. And so when I get baptized, and if you haven't been baptized and you know Jesus is your Savior, I would encourage you It is that step of commitment, Is that step to say, this is who I am, this is what I am. It's my dependence on the Father. It is my dependence on the Son. And it is my need to be guided by the Spirit. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. What did he command them? He commanded them to love the Lord their God first. How do you love God? Do you love God right now? How do you love God? You see the the quintessential in your life. I know I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a pastor. These are all things that I, I identify with, but they're not who I am. Who I am is a follower of Jesus. As I walk through this valley in my life, this season of challenge, I am a follower of Jesus. He is my guide, he is my hope. I believe that's what he calls us to. That is what he taught us. You know, I was thinking about this, and this is hopefully lighten the mood a little. I am a Duke fan for the very first time. Right? I'm a Duke fan. I can't believe I said that. Especially you, Virginia. You're like, you're a Duke fan, Mike? But I'm not a Duke fan who follows Jesus. Right? Next year I probably won't be a Duke fan. But I'm still a follower of Jesus, right? He taught us to put that first in who we are, not second. To put it first. I'm a follower of Christ beyond everything else. Other things come and go. Other things will want me to make them the thing that defines me. But the truth of the matter is, if I'm going to follow this out, if I'm going to live this, if if we're going to be a church that's committed to being up in and out, that, that we love Jesus with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, then that is what identifies me. That is who I am. That is who we are. And we can be absolutely as different as you can get, but we're unified in our love for Christ. And we're unified in our commitment to the Lord. And so I want to love God with all my heart, soul, and mind, and my strength. And then I want to love other people. That reflection, that love that he has given me, he has called me to love others. And that means I have to be an encourager. And that means I have to speak uh, words of uh, love into people's lives. I can't tear down. I have to build up. I have to support. I have to challenge. I have to hold accountable. I have to build into relationships, even when I don't feel like it. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't want to come here this morning. Because I've been dealing with stuff in my heart and I've been dealing, how do I get up and speak in front of people? How do I even do this? People are gonna be like, hey Mike, how you doing? And I'm not gonna wanna tell them how I'm really doing. Because my life is messy and hard. And I don't always feel like God is, 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 is loving me the way I wanna be loved. But I know he is. And then I say, all right, I need to build into that relationship. I need to commit into that relationship. And it's tough. You don't always feel like opening up. You know, I would much rather have been this morning in a room just thinking about my mom. But this matters. It matters that we love each other. It matters that we're honest with each other. It matters that, that we accept each other. It matters that when people come to this church, they know that they are valued and they know that they are loved. And it's not just because of and Baptist Church. It's because of the church that Jesus started 2,000 years ago and that we were called that they will know that you're my disciples. They will know that you are mine because you love each other. You love each other. And so we're called to love each other and then we're called to love the world. There's a world that, that senses this, this just despair. I can't imagine what it would be like to have no hope today. I can't imagine what people are going through um, that, that, that just see no value in life and see no future and see nothing but darkness in front of them. And I believe we are called individually and as a church to bring hope, to bring light, to bring salt, to bring something to those who are in need, whether it's feeding the hungry, whether it's getting clean water, or whether it's just going to our neighbor and saying, hey, I know you're going through tough stuff, how can I support you? How can I show you Jesus in my life? How can I point you to him? Teaching them to observe all that I commanded you and lo, I am with you always. He's with us always. We're never alone. We're never alone. I would encourage you this week, if you get to that place where you feel alone, just say, God, are you here? Are you with me? Are you for me? Are you within me? I could tell you those points in my life when I felt alone and and all of a sudden God reveals himself and I realize how unalone, how entrenched I am in his love. I know when I got the call from my dad on Friday, and my dad is is very even keel, no emotion. When I got that call and as soon as I heard his voice, I knew something was horribly wrong. And it was what he said was so shocking to me and so overwhelming and so unreal and so this can't be true. How could this be? And yet even in the middle of that, even in the middle of that, I could sense there was a peace of God. That there's something that God is doing and it's going to be okay. And I struggle with that. I struggle with that. But he says that he's never going to leave us. I am with you always. He's with us always. We have gone through a lot of challenges. We've gone through a lot of things. But he is with us always. Even to the end of the age. He is with us as a church for 30 years. He's with you individually when you come to know him. And he will be with us to the very end. My daughter asked me, she said, Dad, are you sad? Are you sad? And I said, Yeah, I'm sad. But I'm not sad f- for mommy, because she's in a, a grandma, because she's in a much better place. I'm sad because right now I'm a selfish person, and I would love to see her when we went there. And I can't talk to her on the phone, and I can't interact with her until I see her again. But I, I'm telling you, the future is good because there's a million years from now there's a million years from now I'm going to be with my mom there's a million years from now I'm going to be with my grandma and my mom and my dad and that's hard right now but God is good The future is good. So what would be my encouragement to you this morning? We have 30 years here. What do we have over the next 30 years? What is God speaking into your life? Where are we going as a church? Where are we going individually? I would say we need to love God. We need to love each other. We need to love the world. And let's be disciples to make disciples. When my mom was young someone offered her this opportunity to know Jesus as her savior. When I was 16 I was offered this opportunity to know Jesus and to live for him and to to walk with him and be his disciple. And so this morning in a moment we're going to sing I would just invite you in this room. If no one has ever offered that to you where it never made any sense or it was something that you were uncomfortable with or you weren't at a place for, maybe today that's, that's for you. Maybe you're at the same spot my mom was at, where I was at, where I was ready. I was ready to say, yes, I want to be a disciple. I want to know Jesus and I want to live for him the rest of my life. Future is bright for Gaten. Because I believe every one of us desires to see God work in this way in all of our lives. What is he saying to you? I'm going to ask the choir to come up and I'm going to pray and we're going to take an offering and we're going to ask the Lord to bless us and guide us and use us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I'm so thankful that you impacted this world in a way that no one else could have ever impacted this world. And this morning, as we think about our lives, we think about our futures, we think about what's next, we think about our church. We think about where we came from. We think about where we're going. Lord, I ask that you would speak into our hearts. Help us to trust you with everything, whatever it is. Lord, I know we all have areas that's very difficult for us to hand over to you. There's things within us that burden us. There's things within us that distract us. There's things within us that are troubling. Lord, I ask that you would help us to trust you in all those things. And that we would take our focus off those things and put them on you. Lord, I don't know where the journeys are of those in this room, but you do. And you love all of us and you desire for us to be in that relationship with you. And Lord, as you work in us, as you cast a vision for the next 30 years and as you guide us in that vision and you lead us to the next, I pray, Lord, that your power would be in us, that we would not lose heart and Lord, that we would focus on you with everything that we have. Lord, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your patience. I thank you for your grace. I pray that you would continue to do great things within our body. And Lord, we love you and praise you. Lord, as we now give, help us to give from a cheerful heart, knowing that we're partnering together in this work of disciples make disciples, loving you and loving the world and loving each other. Lord, help us to be faithful. I pray this in your name the name that brings salvation. The name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.